Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic University Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Canton III, and we are here to discuss Ant-Man and the Wasp. Quantum Mania, another trailer just came out. Had to wait a little bit longer for this one. Hashtag washed agenda. I'm up a little bit past my bedtime. This is ridiculous. College football playoff. Go to hell, as far as I'm concerned. Jay Christie, what's up, brother? I'm doing well. Uh, yeah, I wasn't excited. I was going to be watching no matter what, but geez, that was such a blowout. I would have turned it off uh, <laughs> if it was not for the trailer. Okay. All right. So, Jake, give me your thoughts, initial thoughts from what you saw on the screen. I mean, I think that it added some interesting wrinkles about why this is Ant-Man involved. Um, obviously, I'll let you handle all of the Kang stuff, but I think we get some motivation from Scott. Um, I, I suspect this is going to be a little more complicated than just him wanting time back. I am, you know, I think that he's going to try to undo some stuff. And, you know, if there's anything we've learned in stories in any sort of fiction, it's that if you try to undo something that happened, it never goes well for you. Yeah, it is interesting to see how Scott is positioned in this in this trailer. Now, as we look at and we get to kind of see Kang in his full form and basically seems like he just has control of the entire situation and has Scott a little bit over a barrel here. It is going to be fascinating to see how Scott kind of gets through this particular guy because Based off of everything that we saw here, the man is in complete control. He's beating mm-hmm. the shit out of Scott at the end of the trailer. And but, but as Scott says, mm-hmm. I ain't got to win. I just got to make sure we both lose, which is and also a thing that stuck out to me in the trailer is, yes, he has complete control. But he does say to Scott, if you don't get what I need, dot, dot, dot. Yes. So. Clearly, he doesn't have complete control because he needs something from Scott. Right. So what is going on? Like, what? And these are the questions. Because I think that we were kind of wondering, I mean, Mm -hmm. you especially, like, how are they going to make a movie where Ant-Man is going against Kang? He has no shot. Clearly, there's something that Kang needs that he can't get himself. Yeah, I'm curious if it's his time chair, the... the in order to control where he goes why is he in the quantum realm how did he get stuck Mm. in the quantum realm also it seems like jan knows Mm. a little bit about Mm. him so Mm -hmm. that's another interesting wrinkle here there is listen my my hype meter meter for this movie was pretty high already but i think getting to see comic book version kang in live Mm. form live action form is just very exciting the ant-man is seemingly variants that uh, we mm-hmm. see are interesting because i wonder it makes me wonder what scott actually ends up having to do in order to mm-hmm. get what he has to get for kang and then we also saw modok we got a little yep. look at modok for the first time mm-hmm. so that was interesting too at it's they threw a lot at us in a couple of minutes and it's 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 very it's very exciting. This film feels like it's going to be big. Yeah. And I think the thing that's really interesting about it is that um, you could, it, it, I, I'm really interested to see how in the full movie the technology they use, the stagecraft technology to do the sets. Because obviously it doesn't look real because it's, it can't be real. But it definitely looks more um, 
like dynamic than the usual green screen stuff. And so I'm excited to see how that is because obviously it's so hard to make a whole movie that takes place in green screen sets. And most of this movie I imagine does given that the quantum up crazy. So a lot of the visuals, excuse me, I've been up late too. Uh, a lot of the visuals <laughs> look are very dynamic and interesting. Um, and yeah, I, I like that. It doesn't necessarily look like CGI goop, even though of course people are going to disagree, but whatever. This felt like a different a different majors we're getting here. And that's what mm-hmm. I love about this whole him playing different versions of Kang. There was a sense of there was a sense of control as I mentioned earlier, but towards the end of it we got a sense of frustration and anger mm-hmm. um when it seems like he wasn't getting his way. So mm-hmm. I think the per again, the portrayal here and as we go along in these films because it does obviously doesn't stop here and it doesn't seem like this will be the only variant of kang that we will see i'm just interested to see how he chooses to play all of these characters mm-hmm. and you can already see that that difference as you watch he who remains and how it was a little bit more playful and a little bit more mm-hmm. jovial in a lot of senses this is a this is a focused person and uh mm-hmm. an intentive person on what they're trying to accomplish and and it seems like scott seems to be the pawn in whatever whatever game that uh kang is is trying to impart mm-hmm. on the universe and reality and time so that that's a lot of fun i think the the cassie portion of this it seems like she's gonna mm-hmm. play a heavy heavy part in this mm-hmm. and we see early in the early in the trailer it seems like she was just uh gotten out of prison or yep, something so, she, so she's uh she's up to some tricks uh some tricks uh, similar like to her pops. exactly so there should be some plenty of interesting dialogue between the two of them as it seems as originally as the synopsis of this movie was told earlier is that scott's gotten a little popular and he's kind of off doing his podcast and has his book and everything coming Mm -hmm. out and maybe he doesn't he's not spending enough time with his daughter and his daughter Mm -hmm. is acting out classic uh, teenager right Mm -hmm. there so that relationship is always going to be fun and as you mentioned with the the set pieces and stuff like Mm -hmm. that so we see again that some of the stuff that in in Kang's realm or wherever he has all of his soldiers and stuff. There's the look of something that looks similar to the 10 rings and mm-hmm. kind of also similar to Kamala's bangle. Mm-hmm. So you always wonder, are they going to try Are they leaving that in there intently as something that we've seen kind of connections between those two mm-hmm. things before in Miss Marvel and just from an Easter egg perspective, that part interests me too. But I feel like just overall, this movie is, man, it feels like it's the, I feel like the stakes of this movie are simply put, we, as it says, a a dynasty is being formed Mm -hmm. here and we are setting up this, we are setting up this villain to take center stage. And I think the, in the wording and in the marketing of this film, they have positioned Mm -hmm. majors as, Hey, we are building this whole yeah. thing around him. It's different. It's it's a very different tenor here as opposed to Thanos because, yes, mm-hmm. it's obviously CGI for, for sure, and mm-hmm. that's part of it. And even though 
it's kind of like a more of a Thanos is like almost like this foreboding presence. Yeah. Kang is in your face. He's like, mm-hmm. he's, he's right here. So I, I love how we're set up for what this phase five, and this is a perfect way to kick off phase five. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have any, anything else besides mm-hmm. this to kind of set the stage for what eventually Kang dynasty and secret wars are going to look like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think that it's, it's also people forget that, Thanos didn't really have a major role until Infinity War. Like, he was just, he was in the shadows, you post credit scenes, a little bit in Guardians. But he wasn't really a big, like, he wasn't on screen that much. And so I think that they're really, they're really setting the seed that, like, Phase 5 is gonna be Kang's phase. That he is, like, it, it, this is probably the first time I've really seen one of these movies that they've really front-loaded, like, the character you're gonna be following after this one is the villain. Yeah. Yes, 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 and that... It says a lot, uh, understandably, of how much they're putting on Majors' plate. Mm -hmm. And I just love that part of it. And I just love how... I love how Scott's positioned in this. This Mm -hmm. is Scott's legit chance, more so than any other moment Mm -hmm. that we've seen him in. And especially in the first two Ant-Man films, where it's clear that it's a lot of family fun Mm -hmm. for the most part. And a lot of hokey situations. Mm -hmm. But this seems like... Ant-Man's a hero now Mm -hmm. and we get to see him actually do the hero thing and I'm excited for that and whatever that cost is gonna be it seems like they leave it you know Mm -hmm. they leave it like it's gonna be a tough situation for him so yeah man it's it's very exciting is is there anything else that stood out to you in this couple of minutes though no I think it's just um obviously like you mentioned the comic accurate kang was exciting i could i was just thinking about how excited you were but i'm just excited to see all the ways that they do because we see some glimpses of like the multiple scots and all that but i think there's a lot of cool visual imagery that they could use that i hope they do um and i i'm just excited to see what what like what the shape of this film actually is because every time there's a trailer for an mcu movie people are like oh my god they gave so much away and the thing is they never give anything away and so like some of these things are probably major story points, but like a lot of these moments are probably from way earlier in the movie than we think. And some of them are probably not that important. So like, I think that like we know a little bit, but we really don't know a lot ever. Like that's kind of the whole thing with these trailers. And so yeah. I'm interested to see like what, because like we kind of know the basic idea, like the themes the movie's going to be dealing with, but really we don't know what the plot is. We don't know what Kang needs. We don't know what Scott's doing this, that, the other. And so I'm excited to see all that. Yes. And um, as as I mentioned earlier, since we see MODOK for the first time, how does he fit into this? What is his role particularly? Is he aligned with Kang? Or is he kind of on his own? And I guess we kind of get a little bit of a follow-up to what happened to Yellow Jacket because mm-hmm. allegedly it's Corey Stoll who's supposed to be playing playing uh, MODOK. So mm-hmm. what happens to him? I, I, it'd be nice to get a little bit of um, some exposition on Mm -hmm. that and see what happened to him as he disappeared into the quantum realm. And yeah, to kind of see the quantum realm. I think we discussed it in the first trailer, the first trailer we saw, but yeah, seeing the quantum realm in full, what it entails, the stuff with the multiple Mm Ant-Mans, what happens if you are stuck in there for a long period of time, as was noted in the first Mm -hmm. Ant-Man movie, how that could be something difficult for people to deal with. Is that something that is uh, alluded to again? Is that something that's referred to again? I want to see what happens there. And then, of course, as I mentioned in the first trailer, 
Jan seems to know a lot about King. Mm -hmm. What is that relationship? Mm -hmm. Now, that is a nice little kernel Mm -hmm. that the movie will tell us, and uh, I'm excited to see what happens. What if it's as simple as, like, they hooked up a couple times, but what happens in the quantum realm stays in the quantum realm? Like, what if that's what it is? It's like, oh, I know nothing about his powers. We just, I mean, like, I didn't think I was ever coming back. Sorry, Hank. That's just tremendous. Oh, Sorry. my God. I had that thought the first time you mentioned it, but I'm like, I got to save that for the end. <laughs> oh, man. Shout out to Jungle Fever. But, yeah, man. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm not endorsing that. <laughs> That's okay. I can say it. You know. Okay, good. I just want you. Okay. <laughs> no, you're good. You, you, you threw it up. I put it down. Um <laughs> I can't. I can't wait for this movie, man. Mm-hmm. Is it, it? We we're finally we're finally getting to the point where this is not a this is not something that we have to talk about much more any further. Mm-hmm. We can get ready for the film. But yes, Ant Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania, February seventeenth. I'm still be hyping mm-hmm. on the timeline as per usual, and I'll hype it here in whatever show that we do going forward as we get ready for that. And we still got plenty of other shows mm-hmm. to do as we get to that time and speaking of shows jake you got a special stream coming up this week you're damn right uh for the second time i'm doing a 24-hour live stream uh for charity this time i am saying goodbye to the dceu i'm watching all 11 dc films on a live stream with a lot of guests uh it seems like a telethon style uh and we're raising money for mutual aid organizations so the whole thing is you find a local mutual aid organization or we have a list on my twitter account where you can find them donate send me the receipt and there are a couple goals already. The main goal right now is that if we raise $1,000 before the stream starts, I have to watch Zack Snyder's Justice League instead of the regular Justice League. And you're like, that doesn't make much of a difference. Yes, it does. It's a two extra two hours. So my 24 and a half hour stream will be 26 and a half hours. So if you want to make me do that, please donate. Also, just donate because mutual aid organizations do good work, yada, yada, yada. Exactly. Yeah, make sure you donate. Make sure you support it. Should be a fun experience, Jake has uh, a bunch of guests already uh lined up for this so this should be a lot of a lot of fun and looking forward to it on saturday and as far as this show goes mc university pod we continue to roll on check out the patreon patreon.com slash mc university pod where you can get our get into our discord of course and then also we have fast and the furious tokyo drift will be recorded this week with a special guest Looking forward to doing that. Uh, we just put out another episode of Good Beef. Um, did it with Paul Bowl from Down Under as we talked about dad things and hashtag wash agenda. And we'll get more of those episodes coming out as well. And you can always get our subscriber mailbag every month and where we take listener questions, which are not limited to MCU. They can basically ask any type of question. Mm-hmm. We've, and we've they asked- do. Yeah, they do <laughs> salute salute to our listeners and yeah thanks to everybody for supporting you already know where to find us so continue to find us there continue to support and we'll be with you the rest of the way for jay christie i am anthony Kantz on the third this has been marvel cinematic university and we will talk to you next time time time